This podcast is brought to you by Catch the Fire Boulder, where we're more than a church. We're family. For more information about this podcast or other resources, please go to ctfboulder.com. Just some little things we need to deal with. If you're online and you want a copy of tonight's lesson, please just send a chat to the webpage or where is it to Christy they're sending it to, to the online on the chat message and she will email it to you. And is everyone here live have a lesson in their hand? Oh, nope. I got to know. Don't use mine. We are going to stay real close to this outline in the script because Bruno has worked very, very hard to translate this in Spanish, and he has made it very clear if we go on this long rabbit trail, it'll make his life very difficult, and we want the Hispanic family to get this message, okay? So I'm not, we're not really random readers, but we're going to have to stay that way a little bit. So we'll go probably about 8, 8.15, and then we'll go offline, and then we'll have some questions in here. But let's just wait till the end before we ask any questions, dot them down or something, because chances are we're going to cover it anyway, because we got a lot to cover tonight in our first. So there you go. Open with Okay. This course in general, but especially tonight, is a little like... It's a little like drinking from a fire hose. There, there's, a, there's just a lot here. It's going to be a lot to take in. We'd like to begin with prayer. Yeah. Thank you. So, Lord Jesus, we just thank you. We thank you so much for your goodness. And we thank you for blessing this, this material. It's your words and not ours. And we thank you that, uh, that we get the chance to, to share it with so many. We thank you for this church. We thank you for Steve and Christy. I just ask that you bless this time we have together and that our minds, our eyes, our ears be opened so that you can speak into them and help us find freedom like we've never found before. And we ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Sorry. Oh, you can't hear Jim? Okay, I guess we'll just trade. We'll trade. All right. I can't interrupt him. <laughs> Is it work? Okay. Okay. So over the next seven weeks, we're going to cover an awful lot. And so what we want to do tonight mainly is give you a, a picture of what each week is going to be focusing on. Week one tonight is a big picture overview. So when Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, what did that mean? Experiencing the fullness of the Father's everlasting love into the depths of us. How does that happen? Experientially resonating with our inner man, who is the new man created in Christ. 
reckon the old man as dead and buried in Christ. We will look at the importance of each one of us knowing God and being known by him, not just knowing about him. Identifying with Christ is the foundation from which we move from victory and freedom, not toward it. We move from it. That's key. Week two, we're going to do generational blessings. You, you hear generational curses? Well, it's already done on the cross and it's finished, so we're going to look at your blessings. We're going to have some major prayers in your line, and I'm not reading either like I'm supposed to. Hang on here. Aren't you supposed to be using <laughs> We will go over, and I think we're fine now. Oh. We fine, Bruno? Okay. We will go over the scriptural basis for generational blessings. Our DNA is upgraded in Christ. The old is dead in Christ. And we will focus on what the Lord says about you. We will be looking at life, scriptures, dreams, Bible characters, and prophetic words. And continue to unfold the truth of how God sees you. And depending on how many people will be here, we will probably break up in small groups and in, in our groups do the prayers so they're a little bit more effective. Week three, identity. My favorite. This is, this is huge, folks. We will spend time looking at our personal new man identity and our relationship with the Lord. This will be an intentional, experiential evening. Focusing on what the Lord says about you. How are you seen in heaven? We will be looking at life scriptures, dreams, Bible characters, and prophetic words, and continue to unfold the truth of how God sees you. Week four, judgments and vows. Probably one of our favorites. Given how you were seen in heaven... And then what is the lens that you are seeing through here on earth? What does God want to show you about how you see him, yourself, and others? We are getting a clearer picture of him. And out of that new focus, we will look at any decisions we have made under the old man. Religious mindsets that need to be revisited with a new focus on God's view. How we see God and what we believe he thinks about us is utterly important to becoming like him. I'm going off a little bit, Bruno. You ready? <laughs> so this was pivotal for Gemini, this lesson to me, and still is today. Because bitter root judgments and judgments, they all come right back on us per scripture. And we'll do the scripture. But the one that hit me more than anything, when I got married, I said I'd never be like my father. Or I'd never be like my mother, more, more like my mother. Guess what I became? Those are bitter root judgments. And we are going to learn how to break those and deal through them to have completely clear vision to our Lord and Savior. Week five is something called soul ties. Are there hooks and ties that hold us back into an old man? an irrelevant reality in the earthly realm. We'll look at how we unhook ourselves by our confession and the power of the word. Jesus and his blood, what he has already accomplished on the cross. It is amazing how the reality of the experiential knowledge of who we are in Christ 
in his death and resurrection does away with all connections to the old. And again, based on the numbers we have, we'll probably have, we'll break up into small groups and we have some special prayers just for these, these weeks. Trauma bonds. We will look at how trauma actually will affect us in the cells of our bodies and minister to that trauma. We have experienced down to the cellular level. We'd be praying over your brain if there was uh -oh, trauma there. At birth, there could have been trauma. So we are going to get deep into that, that lesson on week six. And we have a fantastic prayer that you'll become free. We are free in Christ, and we have authority to remove anything that's messed us up from having our freedom. And to have the full flow of the Spirit of the Lord. Week seven is called Staying Current, Abiding in Love. During the last week together, we'll look at putting together all the tools we've, we've explored so far and then look at how we can stay current in love with God. Being intentional about our identity and growing in knowing who God is for us and who we are in him. Putting on the incorruptible new man in love and remaining there. Week one, here we go, okay? Your foundation, the finished work of the cross. When we think of healing the heart or renewing our minds, there are a lot of things that come to our minds. Many think about having to revisit painful memories or having to go through some painful issues back through our sins and the unwise choices of our lives. Then somehow finding our way back to God from the devastation that they have caused us, it is rarely a pleasant adventure that comes to mind when we think about getting rid of toxic thoughts and patterns in our lives. Well, what if healing our hearts and renewing our minds were the most awesome adventure we could imagine? What if moving into our fears and doubts were the very place where we find our purpose and our anchor for our lives instead of the negative thoughts that are often associated with it? What if we can step into our true selves today, not after we've gone through months and months or even years of work on our various issues? Go ahead. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. This study is going to move us into that very reality because our past models, while well-meaning and measurably effective, they do not have the clarity of what we already have been given by the death of Jesus Christ. Having this clarity is most important if we're going to understand what the new creation is and what happened to the old man in Christ Jesus. You see, most inner models would certainly not say that they're trying to fix the old man, but by not having clarity on what the new man is and the authority we have in the new man, we inadvertently become bewitched like the Galatians into thinking we have to strive and perform in order to put on the new. It is such a relief and joy to know that right here, right now, in whatever circumstances we find ourselves, we can rest in knowing that Christ's life and death 
and resurrection is sufficient. Let's begin by looking at God's word and what it has to say about that. Instead of us reading these scriptures, we're going to let you guys take turns reading them, and that way we're not doing all the talking. And we have so many more scriptures. We just narrowed it down to the ones that we really thought the Lord wanted us to hear tonight. So anybody want to, do they have to have the mic to do this? Yeah, yeah okay. John? I, John, you're volunteer. You're volunteer. <laughs> I've been drafted. Uh, John 14, 20. In that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Another one. Okay. Uh, John 28 to 30. I'm confused here. Anyway, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things had already been accomplished to fulfill the scripture, said, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there, so they put a sponge full of sour wine upon a branch of hyssop and brought it up to his mouth. Therefore, when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Anybody else? I think, I think you can do it from wherever you want. Galatians 2, 17 through 21. But if, in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too were found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For, though the law, for through the law, I died to the law, so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is I no longer, I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. Anybody else want to read? Romans 6, 5 through 12. Or if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. Oh, for the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives he owes to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ, Jesus our Lord. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. Anyone else want to read? Oh, here, Pam. Ephesians four twenty to 24. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness."
Can we put on the new man if you haven't reckoned the old man dead? How do we put on new? It is identifying with Christ in his death and his resurrection that transformation takes place. We have to put off the old, reckon it, identify with Christ's death, I in in him as he is dying on the cross. There is no longer me, but Christ took the old. I identify with that. I mean, this is great news. A lot of us know that, but we want to go deeper tonight. I mean, we want to, during this series, we really, really want you to understand your identity and who Christ is. So you want to read Romans? Sure. Okay. Romans 6, 3 to 11. Or do you not know that many of us, as were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should, also, we should walk in newness of life. For if we have been unified, united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wisdom. Lord's really put it on me in the last month or so how important wisdom is and how pivotal wisdom is going to be so God can download what you need to take care of. And I have, I have a whole, I can't wait to share it with Christy so maybe I can share it sometime. And this is just a small amount of it that I really felt the Lord, we need to add into this. Luke 2:52 Increase wisdom and stature and in favor with Ephesians 1:16 to 22 Do not cease to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ the Father of glory may give to you the spirit of wisdom revelation in the knowledge of God the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is exceedingly greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he was raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places." 
far above all principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in the age, but also in which to come. And he has put all things under our feet and gave him to be head over all things in church. Wisdom is so important over these next few weeks. We cannot depend on our own flesh, but Holy Spirit and the knowledge and the wisdom that will be imparted to you to exist above the turmoil and days in which we live, increased wisdom is needed for a member of the body of Christ. But I would especially emphasize to all or graciously graciously gifted prophetic people more divine revelation, understanding, and application so that we can handle the word of Lord in a more effective way. Without the bridge of wisdom in place, along with the motivation of love from our pure heart, our previous cargo of revelation might simply end up as a bunch of dumped out excessive verbiage. We don't want that. We want clearer. We want to be able to hear everything with new eyes. How do you make our request to God for wisdom? Well, in the simplest forms. We simply admit, God, I lack wisdom. And then we acknowledge, but you have a limitless supply of wisdom and you have shown your desire to share with the people you created. You have come to us as Jesus, who is wisdom itself. I ask you to release your wisdom to all of us concerning the problem in front of me, and then expect God's wisdom to rise up in you. You may not have to wait long. Ask with complete faith that God wants to answer your prayers in his will. If you are called to have a prophetic ministry on any level, you will need to grow in the spirit of wisdom, to increase in wisdom as Jesus did. His heavenly wisdom is available to you simply for the asking. Start asking in faith now. I can assure you that you are in a very good company as you step out and pray. I'm not going to read the James verse. I think we all know the James verse pretty well. It's on your own. But uh, now, Jim's going to read this, but what we want is all of us pray this aloud, the prayer at the bottom here. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, let's pray together. Father, we admit that we lack wisdom, but we also declare that you are generous and that you have a vast and generous supply of wisdom for every person who calls on you. Therefore, we ask for our portion of today's wisdom. You have given each one of us various assignments today, and we cannot accomplish them at all without your help and wisdom. We want to grow in wisdom daily, as Jesus did. We want to walk out prophetic solutions to complex problems, as Solomon did. We look forward to the increase of both wisdom and revelation that you will release to us. In the holy, great name of Jesus, amen and amen.
Okay, this next session section is one of my personal favorites. Strongholds in the mind. Strongholds are not demons. They are thought structures and mindsets. They are houses of thoughts which darkness rules in a negative stronghold and where God's light and love rule in his stronghold. Now this strange looking picture that you're looking at is actually the, the wiring of a human being's brain. And I'm going to go off a little bit here, <laughs> Bruno, so bear with me. If you've ever seen a, an old dirt road in the country where you can drive a pickup truck along this dirt road year after year after year, and eventually you wear ruts, right? You wear ruts in the road. And eventually you can drive that road without even having your hands on the wheel because your tires aren't going to go anywhere. They're just in the rut. That's the same thing we're talking about here. The thoughts that go through our minds that we, that we take hold of and, and make part of us get wired in like this to the point where in a lot of, a lot of instances we don't even have to think about what we're doing. We have a, a stronghold that's, that rules our thoughts that says if you're, you know, if you're confronted with this situation, you take this direction, so on and so forth. So, I'll stop there and go back to the script now. Thank you. Inner healing models of the past. Working with the old to try to bring the new. Our inner healing models of today often confuse the process of growing in our new man. We haven't experientially known the power, authority, and finality of what Christ did for us on the cross. Our healing models have mostly known about the finished work of the cross of Christ. If we experientially know how to complete the work is in Christ, our healing process looks very different. We have not had clarity in our understanding of our role in Christ's finished work. Most models involve a tedious process involving going back to old memories and looking at beliefs and lies and wounds so we can receive healing individually for each of them. We have received some healing where our new man is nurtured so they have been totally ineffective. But it has been difficult and very painful. The truth is our old man is not relevant at all in Christ. The old man has taken care of Christ and took our, <laughs> took our place, and now we reckon it all in him. Do we have that diagram, Jennifer, by chance? Did Bruno get it? Okay, we're ready for it. All right. We're going to be working on this diagram for quite a while, and we're going to break it all down so you can understand what how effective all four of these pieces are. Um, try and being. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole 
spirit first. See that? Spirit, soul, and body be preserved, blameless at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Two things you should notice in the scripture. The first is that is God himself who sanctifies or set you apart as holy. It isn't you. It is Christ who has done it. We are learning to identify with that holiness and know it. The second thing is that we are trion beings. We have a spirit, a soul, a body, spirit, soul, and body, heart, and flesh chart. Going off course again here, just for a second. There's one thing wrong with this picture. There's clear lines that delineate the sections, the separate sections. The truth is, it's more like one fades into the other. They, they bleed into one another. If you think of a rainbow, you know, you don't see a line between the, the orange and the red. It kind of fades into it. So they all interact. They all overlap. John 4.10 says, If this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. So how do we know rather know rather than just know about? Let's look at some of the knowing words in scripture. Okay. The Greek word adon is the Greek word for perceiving. This word means that you perceive and see something. It means that you perceive something or know something through all of your senses. But the big idea is that you perceive it because you see it. You know. This next word, gnosko, is the Greek word for intimate knowing. Not knowing about, but knowing experientially, by experience, and intimately. When we know something, it doesn't even take faith because we know we've experienced it. Okay, another quick personal note. I grew up Catholic. I knew all about Jesus, but I didn't know Jesus. And I'm not trying to cut down Catholics, but that was how it, how it came about in me. And when, when I discovered what it was to know Jesus... I was changed permanently. Bruno, I'm going to tell him something. He tell you the day that he finally learned that the Gnosko, no, 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 when he got to play the drums in a church. The Holy Spirit touched him. I didn't even know there were churches you could play the drums in. certain way that it was just the whole thing lit up. Complete different person that I've ever seen. <laughs> We know and understand with our spirit man. 1 Corinthians uh, 2, 6 to 16. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, 
they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. We know through our new man or our spirit man, this is where our identities lie. And this is where transformation takes place. We only want to deal with our new man. The old has passed, the new has come. We are learning how to grow up into all things in him. So focus on new things. There is such an important principle. What we focus on, we give birth to. Good example. Does it take faith to believe the earth's round? For years we believed the earth was flat because that is what our natural eye saw and perceived. And that is what we focused on. We know now that the earth is a spear. Until we began to focus on another perspective, no one knew, no one would have gone adventuring out into the ocean. We had to explore and move out into what we couldn't comprehend with the natural eyes to find what is exactly the truth. Now, even though in the natural, the earth still appears to be flat, none of us questions it. It is understood we live on a very large planet that is round and our small perspective makes it seem flat. But we all know it is round. So if it is with what is true about the new creation, the old is past, the new has come, it isn't coming, it is already here, but our focus has been on the old. And therefore we could have not been fruitful what is already here. In the new. If we look in our natural eyes about who Christ is and who we are, we only perceive what is natural. When we begin to focus on Christ is in what he has already given us with our spirit man, with our spiritual eyes, then it begins to give birth to what is of this new creation. It is spiritually discerned. It is seen with the eyes of the Spirit. When we believe this will move into taking it for granted, and we will know it, gnosko know it. It's, it's just such a pivotal change that how you see and perceive things through Christ's eyes. And that's what we've got to take this study. We have to be seeing with Christ-like eyes. You're not going to be able to hard-knuckle these classes. 
You're not going to be able to think, oh, I, I know the answer to that one. I know where my soul tie is, or I know where the judgment is. No, we are not doing that. We're waiting on the Holy Spirit. We are seeing through his eyes, and we are listening because he knows better than us. I know this is kind of dull because we're just reading right now. It does get better as our lessons go on. We get a little more active. It's like, it's... Uh, you go, start to top, spirit. Spirit, Numa. Yep. You okay? All right. Are we going too fast? No. Oh, good. Okay. We're kind of talking about this chart again here. Yeah, here we go. The word Numa is kind of the root of the word of what we call spirit. And if you think of Numa, you can think of like a pneumatic Air, air, the wind, God's breath. That's the idea. That's the spirit. That's God's spirit. That's the very center. And that's what comes from God. So that's, that's an important point because we have to think of it as from the inside out. Our spirit is placed in us by God. And everything is going to flow from that. Heart, or cardia, the center of being, desires, and decisions. The soul, suke, mind, will, and emotions. So let's talk about dividing the soul from the spirit. In Hebrews 4, verse 10 for he who has entered his rest has himself also eased for his works as God did from his. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall short to the same example disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to him to whom we must give account. Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest that cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore... I'm sorry for some of the misprints in here. <laughs> come boldly. Uh, come boldly. Uh, come boldly. That's it. Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace in time of need. Thank you. We took a PDF, turned it to Word, and back into PDF. And if anyone's ever done that... After it got scanned. It, it's all over the place. So We're still cleaning it up. Yeah. Rest. The expression denotes the fix and tranquil home or place promised to the Israelites. 
even to the division to the most hidden spot, the divided line between soul and spirit, where one passes into the other. Mindsets are real important here. I mean, that's what we're working on, your mindset. We're changing your mindset. It's already finished on the cross, but we're changing that mindset to look differently. We want to look with Christ's eyes. So Romans, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live accordingly to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Second John 12, 25 says, He that loves his life, his soul, shall lose it. And he that has his live soul in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. Life in the Greek is suka. The definition, the soul, which is the seat of the feelings, desires, affections, aversions, our heart, soul, etc. Natural in Greek is sukikos and means the sensuous nature with its subjection to appetite and passion. The root word suke, in other words, our natural man is our soul man. Romans 8.16 says, The Spirit himself bears witness without spirit that we are children of God. Knowing witness. Witnessing the Greek, witnessing in the Greek is simartireo, which means to bear witness with, to bear joint witness. I find it interesting how many times must is used. 85 times in the New Testament. All but 16 use the Greek word. Is it? DA. DA. The definition, it is necessary, there is a need of, it behooves, is right and proper. Born again. We're kind of lining up. You're born again. It still lines up in each one of these categories. And we just want to break it down because as we move forward, you're going to be using, you know, your spirit realm is where we want to go. Uh, born again. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and what that which born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Okay. Okay. All right, good. Must enter into his rest. Hebrews 4, 6. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those to whom it was the first preached did not enter in because of disobedience. The word must here modifies the verb and means as food enters the eater's mouth. I love this chart. Thoughts and intentions of your heart. Trust God. 
rest? Or do you want to live with anxiety and fear? Do you want to love? Or do you want to live in envy, jealousy, anger, revenge? Faith or unbelief? Do you want confidence in God? Or do you want to have confidence in yourself? Worship is directed towards God, or is worship just being entertained? The word brings revelation in life. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> the word is interpreted religiously. Sorry. <laughs> Find comfort in God. Are you finding comfort in God or are you looking at idols? Alcohol, food, entertainment, and other addictions for comfort. These are going to be the lot of things that we're going to work through. Yeah, sorry about all the, the grammar stuff. It's just, oh, yeah. He, he's my proofer. Ouch. <laughs> so, as we look at the the chart up here, you can see the heart is between the soul and the spirit, okay? And as scripture tells us not to trust our own hearts. So if we, if we do trust in our own hearts, we're going to live more on the right side of this chart. If, if our heart's more impacted from the inside out from the spirit it's going to be in what God promises us trust, rest, love, faith confidence okay so what we want to do we've covered a whole, whole lot of stuff a lot of foundation we want to pray for identity we want to pray and Take a moment and ask the Lord, possibly, what is he saying to you about your identity tonight? You know, sometimes uh, Jim and I may walk around and give you a prophetic word about your identity. I don't know what the Lord has in mind here, but more than anything, we've got to really soak in what was said. It was a lot, a lot of scripture. I know that. We're going to be more hands-on the next six lessons so we can work through these. But if we didn't have the foundation of scripture, we wouldn't be able to go forward here. So, I just, let's, well, I want to show, uh, sorry, Bruno. Oh, well. We showed this. <laughs> Turn it upside down. Upside down. We showed this on Sunday. Well, they had it up on the screen. Iceberg. What's more underneath? We don't see. And these are the things we're going to work through. We're going to uncover what the Lord wants to reveal to you. That he wants you to know, not what we think we need to heal. So, all right, let's just, can, can we have a little music? I wouldn't think about it, but it'd be wonderful. Thanks, Taylor. I'm just going to pray for identity. I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so, let's just pray. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for all the words spoken tonight. We thank you for the scripture that you download in our hearts, that we can hold them closely. And we can know, gnosko, know, know, know that they are real and that is you 
and we can trust what you are doing. Lord, I just pray right now as each person at home or sitting here tonight that you, Lord, would give a new identity for each and every person that you would speak life into them. You would show them who they are. Give them a vision. Give them a vision of maybe when they were younger, when you didn't think they were, you were there, but you were. In scripture, in the uh, when Jesus was with his apostles toward the end, he said, he asked them, who do people say that I am? And uh, they answered, you know, one of the prophets or, you know, whatever. And uh, then he said, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, uh, you're the Messiah. You're the son of the living God. And that's where we want to go with this. Jesus said to him, you got it, Peter, but you didn't come up with it on your own. You learned it from the Spirit. And that's the only, that's the only way we can really find our identity, our true identity. We have an identity that is defined by the world, by our our parents or our family or our work or whatever it is. But is that how God really created you? I think we're going to go offline now. And those at home, I, I pray that you will have great news for us and be able to send in a note to Christy or to someone and let them know that you did hear a new identity. We would love to hear your testimony. So we thank you for being part of our service tonight, and we'll see you next week. It just goes online. Okay, cool. Okay, so John, can you help me? I'm putting you on spot here. John's going to help us here. I think he's fantastic prophetic words. Oh my gosh. So. I just think we'll just go around or have them come to us and let's just give a prophetic word. Okay. Is that okay, Steve? Yeah. There you go. Great. So I like going around. Let's go around. Whoever the Lord calls calls out. Okay. On identity. Okay, guys? I'm just put, I put getting, a word, getting a word specifically towards identity. You know, how, how does God see this person? more awkward. Hey, Kate. Hi. Lord just loves you so, so much. Okay. He just wants to speak and speak oh to God. you more and more and more. He wants to love on you in a deeper, deeper way. 
I think of Mary when I see you. I see a Mary because of Uriah. You weren't ready, but you know what? He knew you were, and he blesses you and thanks you. What a great mom you are. And I just want you to receive a higher level of you have a purpose and plan of being a mother and helping other mothers. I sense in the spirit that God does see you as a gentle spirit, and yet the image I got was that of a bull, a hard-charging, unrelenting warrior who, is, who, can, who can face anything and charge through it with with the power of God within you. That all the all the roadblocks that he may have thrown in in the way he's leading you forward through them. You can trust in him and you just put your head down and you go. Hug his neck. He loves you so much. He wants you to walk in freedom, knowing that also you are not a servant or a slave, but you are a daughter. He wants you to believe that more and more and grow in that more and more and more so that you can walk in freedom, not worrying about performance or imperfections. But you are a daughter that's without spot, without blemish in his eyes. He loves you so much, so completely. Amen. So earlier when I closed my eyes and thinking about being a little girl and identity, God took me back to, uh, I would always have dreams that I was flying. And he said to, to ask if anybody here um, had those dreams either when they were small or who, maybe now. Anybody? Flying? Flying? Okay, flying. He said um, that he wants... He's showing you these things. He's, you're flying because of heightened sense of freedom. That it's about reaching new heights and having freedom from restrictions. So, yay. <laughs>
Justin, God wants you to be free from performance. That he has sonship for you. That you can grab his hand and be his little boy and walk with him, go on hikes with him. You don't have to perform. He's there for you. And Lord, I ask for a spirit of revelation and wisdom and understanding this sonship, understanding that this is the little boy that can ride on daddy's shoulders, totally accepted, not ever having to do anything to receive the love of the Father. And I just pray that you would pour out more and more and more love and give him the ability to receive that love and to walk in it and thereby be able to give it to others as well. So, Father, thank you for an outpouring of love. Thank you for wisdom and revelation of sonship. My sister Jenny Jennifer just scared the crap out of her. <laughs> We're gonna give you a word, not laugh. <laughs> oh, honey, how I miss you. Oh, my too close. You okay? Okay. All right, Jennifer. What beauty! What sunshine you are. I just, when you dance, the Lord just says, Thank you. Thank you for showing me your love. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for being there for me and showing up all the time. You're one faithful servant. see a Moses in you, honey. Because you're a servant, you're obedient, you're called to walk in the authority that Christ has on you. He wants you to know that you have the authority. He's ready to move. I always hear singing too. I always hear singing and dancing joy. He's so proud of you. So, so proud of you. You're always the Mary also, the down on the knees. You're the first person just down on your knees worshiping. You're not, you have been seen. You're not unnoticed. And he wants you to just walk more in what you have and he's given him. And I just pray more wisdom and revelation over you, Jennifer. 
loves you. Anybody get a good identity word tonight for themselves? Yes. I got one. It was like priest of wisdom. Priest of wisdom. That's beautiful. I would agree with that. Definitely would agree with that. Anyone else get a good identity word, new word? Tom, right? Nope. Gosh, you know that. Yep. Um, I, I heard that I'm highly esteemed in heaven guys hear that highly esteemed in heaven we i agree okay i know just ask your wife those things no <laughs> thank you though I, I think oh jennifer you got one <laughs> go for it so i asked the question of god about my identity this last week and he told me i was a fire a comforting welcoming bringing light and hope, fire. And uh, as I, as I um, was praying tonight, I, a little bit was added that if anything tries to cover that, it's going to get burned through. So true, so true. Anyone else? Okay, yay. This is, I'd rather be doing this. So whenever you guys were going through the notes and your guys were talking about um, the spirit and the heart and like the tendencies of the spirit and the tendencies of the heart and God was like, um, he said, when you have a broken heart, your default is all the heart emotions that it doesn't make room for um, what the spirit wants to do because it's broken. And so you default to anxiety and fear. You default to unbelief. You default to confidence in yourself. You default um, to different um, addictions or things to find comfort. You default there unless you can find healing. And I was like, okay, well, well you know, what's a memory of something about my identity or something that left me with a broken heart? And he gave me the memory of, oh my gosh, I was in... I don't know, pre-K, kindergarten age, and we lived in a little trailer park, and there was um, a little garden that we had that didn't grow anything at all. It was like desolate, like it literally, literally looked like the desert. It had nothing growing there, and the only thing that would grow are like little weeds, the little like yellow dandelion kind of weeds, and I thought they were flowers, because they look like flowers before they turn into the little, little floof things. And so I picked a whole bouquet of dandelions for my mom, and I brought them into um, the trailer. And I was like, we need to put them in water so they can grow, because I thought they were flowers. But she was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, you know, and she threw them in the trash, and she's like, those are weeds. Those are weeds. But I had put so much effort into picking flowers for my mom, and I didn't know they were weeds. But you know, I think God like saw my heart and he just said, like, I was there, like, and I appreciated all the effort that you put into picking all of those flowers for me, you know, and he says, like, I, I see your heart and she just couldn't see, you know, my mom was totally different than she was back then. He's like, I see you, like, I, you're seen and I appreciate you and you see the beauty in things, you know, 
So that's just kind of how God like took like a broken memory where that like broke my heart to just showing me what he thinks about that situation. And yeah. Thank you. That is wonderful. That's knowing and seeing Gnosko. Okay. Well, you want to close us in prayer? Seal us that everything we heard and So, Lord, we're thankful. We're so thankful. We're so thankful for your identity. And even more thankful that that identity lives in us. You gave yourself that we could know what that is. I just pray, Lord, that, that each person watching, listening, will let, let their guard down and let your spirit work. Let, it, let your spirit, your Holy Spirit, download truth and wisdom for us each to see who we are in you. We just seal every, every word, every prophetic uh, message that came through tonight we seal it by the blood of Jesus we thank you we love you amen, amen.